I'd like find my mind. All right, I hit record. I hope I hope it records sound and video. That's the yeah. first time I'm recording on it. I think uh, I think it does. I think you're, you're you'll probably find. <clears throat> Robbie, how are you? Good. How are you? Pretty good, bro. I'm excited, man. Uh, I kind of want to. I in my mind, I want to intro you. Like, are you garbage? Welcome to another exciting edition of Are You Garbage? The show where you find out if your favorite comedians are classy individuals or absolute trash. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Ryan and H. Foley. Hey, everybody out there. And welcome. Like, hey there, <laughs> hi there, ho there. We got hey, the- uh, you. Ever, uh, you ever jump off a hot air balloon to get to your uncle's pool party? <laughs> you may have you may have seen him on Legion of Skanks. Oh man, that's so funny to me. But what's up, bro? How you been? How is uh and why? It's good, man. It's cold. So I haven't like I've barely left my apartment the last few days. Just to, like go to the gym and uh, I did a roast battle the other day. Winner, put your hands together right now for Robbie Goodwin. <laughs> How was your new year, man? It was good. I laughed because what Dan said is also what a lot of my transgender friends say. You know, uh, one day I just had a dream. I had pink hair. Hell uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, you got that life-affirming hair dye. I yeah. guess. So good. What are you expecting tonight from tonight's battle? Guys, I think this might just be yet another Dan Wicks fiasco. <laughs> I think I've heard that before. I'm excited. Uh, Ryan's a gay man who who loves listening to Taylor Swift, Miley, and Lana Del Rey. He's been to Fire Island and loves iced coffee and spicy margarita. It's like weekend. Okay. (laughs) It's like you're like medically gay. so happy you're here and safe tonight, Chase. Chase's voice is so annoying that even Hamas didn't want to hold him hostage. (laughs) We got one for Chase, Robbie. This was awesome. I love two guys you wouldn't know were gay until they start talking. You know what I mean? Oh my god, I thought you guys were going to go up there and talk about Modest Mouse. (laughs) This is is more of a Lana Del Rey duo up here. That's funny. You guys look like you were you would uh, storm the Capitol to steal candles, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. You guys both. It's funny because uh, the slightly gayer sounding guy was a little funnier. So uh, is there is there a coordination? You know, the sassier, the meaner, the funnier. I think that's what it is. So I'm gonna have to give it to you. All right. So that's Super Chase, Bill Schaefer, and Chloe Judah. People think age gaps are problematic, but it's not his fault. All the women this age have already divorced him. <laughs> uh, for Halloween this year, Chloe was the Terminator. Not because she's a bad ass, but because all her lovers wish they could slowly lower her into a bad ass. <laughs> it was fire, you goof. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm so glad you made that reference. Bill's so old. <laughs> oh, <laughs> When he started improv, Yes And was called Verily Henceforth. <laughs> oh boy, Chloe is so white and pale that when she gets ghosted, it feels like cultural appropriation. 
I don't think they both look like divorcees. I think she looks like a divorcee, and that's the rebound boyfriend, you know? <laughs> Well, she's like, what do you think about that, Stan? You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, this looks like a local reporter interviewing an NBA player, you know? Like, so what was your mentality going into the Forbes, you know? Uh, you guys look like a graphic designer and his boss who doesn't know much, but is like, Christmas wasn't long enough, huh? But seriously, we're going to need that by Friday. Uh... Yeah, this was fun, man. This was great. I don't, I don't know. This was, like, delightful. That's felt like you guys started a podcast and uh, never roast battle again. No, I'm kidding. That was great. Uh, I'm going to give it to you. For Manny Cruz. <laughs> so, what I'm trying to say is this motherfucker spent his whole summer yelling at buses that brought migrants here. Like, get down to my swamp! <laughs> Manny comes from a single family mom situation. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, <laughs> that shit. And uh, you know, he didn't have that strong male Latino instant, uh, influence in his life, you know? Like which gang to join, MS 13, 14, 15, razor blade, switchblade. But you know, she was a strong, strong woman. Can take on two, three, four men at a time. But she's an expert gangbanger. Mm. Uh, it's a little wordy. Hey, there's a good fight between the two kinds of Breaking Bad characters. Oh, man. Uh, this looked like Big T roasting the DoorDash guy he knows by name. It's funny that all racist jokes, because if, if even the most racist bots, if they interviewed both of you, they'd be like, yeah, of course, Manny, every single time, you know? Uh, but I love Big T so much, you know? Every time it feels like a little boy in a Make-A-Wish. Uh, all grown up. Uh, my favorite part is like, that was a little bit wordy, I get it. Which it was, and it was very funny you selected a wordy joke. Big T, your strength is not your writing. I'm going to say that right now. Um, I love the enthusiasm. It was great. Uh, I have to give it to Manny, I think, overall. Though. That was that was cool. That was fun. Uh, but yeah, it's, it sucks when it gets that. Where, where, do you, where, are, where are you based? Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Sorry about yeah, the Pistons, man. I was like watching. I was like watching all those games when they were losing a lot. It was like more entertaining than anything else going on <laughs> in the rest of the NBA. Yeah, man, I actually just went to a Pistons game last week and they lost so bad. Oh, yeah, I'm not surprised. I really don't. I don't I don't care at all. I don't care. Yeah. Even the slightest. I literally just went down there for like the ambiance, bro. I'm Dominican. How was it? Oh, uh, it was Dominican? good. Yeah. I'm Dominican, so I'm more about, I'm, I'm literally, I'm way more about the baseball. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I've heard that about you folk. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. Who's the baseball team in Detroit? I don't really follow baseball too much. The Tigers. Oh, right. The t Lions, Tigers, Bears. Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, but the Lions actually, um, I don't exactly know, but I think like we played today and we uh, might make the playoffs or the Super Bowl or something or what or something. Yeah, I think you guys actually might face uh, San Francisco if you went today, which is where I'm from. Um, so you're from San Francisco? Yeah, I'm from well, the, like the Bay Area, not from the city itself. So my uh, sister, my oldest sister, Angel, she lives in Sacramento. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. I have a ton of friends in Sacramento. Oh, yeah. 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 Sacramento is cool. A lot of men, but it's cool. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But um, yeah, dude, how is um what's it called? What's it called? Is it billionaire digital? Ching, 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 ding, bum, 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 ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, uh, that's Dalton. That's Dalton's thing, but I do love that. I love uh, it. I think the uh I think the uh tag is ka-ching bing 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 fill her up. Uh <laughs> oh no, it's ka-ching bing 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 deet dee dee fill her up. And uh yeah. So yeah, I think that's going well for him. I just started a new podcast with uh, Wolfgang Hunter. Well, it's the same podcast, but I just added him as a co-host. And we're doing it at a uh, Grove 34, which is like a cool comedy club in Astoria. And it's been really fun so far. I'm uh, you know. Still need to like kind of build up the views again and the downloads, but uh, it's off to a good start. And I have like a, I have like a, you know, a good small chunk of hardcore fans who are kind of sticking with me. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So when you say it's a new podcast, is it the same? Like, is it going to pop up on the same feed as your old one, though? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got the, I got all the uh, young guns uh, stuff in the divorce. So yeah, it's the same, uh, same feed and same um uh yeah i mean it's yeah if you follow uh if you followed young guns slash robin figs uh it's it's the same it's the same feed and um yeah and uh yeah so yeah definitely you know it'll be good we just had andy haynes on that episode's coming out tonight and uh we and we had jp mcdade next week and yeah it's, it's been going fun it's been just fun to like be in a you know uh, and just like a cool atmosphere and the the club's really getting behind us, which is nice. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so you record, you're going to, you've been recording every episode out of the club, actually. Yeah. Well, they have like this cool little backspace. And uh, so they're one of their owners is named the, the one of the guys who runs the club's named Scott. And he's like really good. Scott Hall. He's actually a very funny comic, but he, uh, he just is like really into like filming and video and making stuff. And he was really like kind of gung ho about like doing the podcast with me. Cause gas digital kind of like uh, they like raised their prices and I was like, well, fuck. boxing a lot. Fill her up. You are listening to the gas digital network. It's a very tough sport. It's but jujitsu is just it's you're just going into it. Going even if I'm kicking somebody and I'm doing great, my body is kind of being wrecked. Something mm-hmm. always hurts. You're all you're like yeah. Dude, you're you're you like you see your your knees get a little rickety and your shoulders are a little bit jangy and fucking your fingers are always in pain. Your fingers your your toes feel like they're you're stubbed always. And it never ends, so you'll never have fully enough time to heal. Look, the scratches because my training partners didn't cut their nails enough. Like it's just that's just naturally part of uh, what it is, and you have to accept that. And I'm workout though. It's a workout. It's just legitimately. It's the only thing that I've done that feels like a, a superpower. That feels like, uh, you know, if I was good getting into a fight in the street, I would know some where, like, if that guy didn't know it, I could really handle myself. Right. Whereas boxing doesn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. Things have to line up, especially because every fight after like ten seconds goes to the ground pretty immediately. Yeah, I mean, so maybe it's like and I, look, it just depends. Like, we talked about this recently. It's like you don't want to go to the ground if you have two or three guys that are coming at you. Or you're in a bar yeah, fight with a bunch of people. You yeah. know, you want to be able to handle yourself standing. Um, but with jujitsu, that's what I do in Muay Thai. With it's great. When, when I'm do, when I'm doing Muay Thai or when I'm boxing, it I feel like a fraud. 
when I was boxing and training for that fight, I'd be yeah. boxing against, I, and, and the whole time I'm going, oh, this guy doesn't know jujitsu. I could take him down, mm-hmm. and I could choke him out pretty easily, and this seems kind of silly. Um, all right, whatever. We're going to wrap this one up. I got to go, because I got to get back to do um, the Legion of Skanks Friday Night Hang pre-tape. Usually, I would do a longer show today, guys. I, I, I love doing uh, the longer shows lately, but I got to get back to Jersey pretty quickly. Um, you guys, the sh- thank you guys for watching. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with an exclusive episode of and live and live. Yeah, we're doing live because we didn't pre tape. So, live real life podcast on Friday. Make sure you guys tune in and make sure you guys go and buy those tickets for Skankfest today, those pre sale tickets for the kickoff party and all that. Remember, shit. 5 p.m. 2 p.m. Eastern. All right, goodbye. I don't know what I'm gonna do, and he kind of swooped in like right at the right time. And so, you know, there was a bit of like, uh, uh, so my views dropped a little bit just because I think there was like a lot of time in between and we weren't uploading regularly. But now we're on like, I think a more consistent schedule. Um, if you guys are interested in increasing the dopamine in your brain, right? For an affordable cost, why don't you make sure that you get it? from Kratom Spot. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. KratomSpot.com is the most affordable place to get your Kratom. If you're interested in utilizing Kratom, right? And if you don't use it now, don't start using it. We're not promoting that. But if you like to go to a gas station and waste your money, spend extra bucks, quit doing that and go online and go to KratomSpot.com. All right? Use Kratom Spot. Joel, so... That's good. Yeah, what do you do? What, like, <clears throat> what do you do when it comes for like your promotion? What do you do when it comes for your views? Because when you say like we're we're getting better and this and that, like, what is your strategy when it comes to it? I don't know. I was actually kind of like, I mean, my 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 main strategy is kind of like going other people's shows and having good guests on my show. But yeah, otherwise, I was kind of like, I was actually just like YouTubing the other day, like. Uh, um like how to grow a podcast and stuff so but i i think the show is funny so it's like i, I hope like just if uh if the show is funny then the people will find it and be into it right right and i like it i watch your show i've seen oh it. cool yeah man i already i already know i already heard you talk about the gas digital prices and got the on you know what i mean i already know yeah yeah, yeah. all right yeah that was uh that's yeah. interesting though I so I, I was podcasting with Dalton that happens like man you can't catch a break and that's a lot coming from me <laughs> like uh, yeah true Dalton is the fu- he's so he is such a like uh for me at least he's organically very funny just like his aura like yeah. you you as a comedian when I watch you mm-hmm. you're funny to me like I can you're funny because of your punchlines because right. of your voices and it's like you thought about it and delivered it right 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 I don't get that much from Dalton, from, but I don't necessarily need it. it, it it's fine. He actually it's, has that too. I think. I think he's like kind of. That's why he's like a weird like double threat kind of because he is good at like coming up with punchlines and saying stuff and riffing, but he also just acts like a crazy cartoon character. So that's why people love like he he's like he feels like he's a fictional character when you're like talking to him. So that's why people I think really respond to him. Yeah. Um. My favorite was we we just did a Zoom podcast uh, with Nick and Dalton so yeah how about how about get hard out and it's it's get out but with Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart right okay that's cool yeah and or it's get hard out where a white woman abducts a black guy to uh just get him horny 
he will no will ferrell puts himself in kevin hart's body so he won't have to go to jail but then he immediately gets arrested for a crime he didn't commit yes yes that's that's the movie good. that's I the movie <laughs> you could also get do you know get hard days night and since the beatles all whacking each other off why yeah you yes. know what that'd be good yeah, get hard days night, and it's a yeah. it's a Beatles gangbang. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just the whole movie. That's I'll good. bet that exists somewhere in some like sixties British gay den. Yeah, gay, it's so gay funny that the Beatles somebody somebody else said this, but the Beatles did like invent gooning. Like they were just like taking psychedelics and beating off. <laughs> that's why they're called the Beatles. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's, right. that's where they got the name. Yeah, yeah from yeah, yeah, like, what if we? What if we spelled it after what we love to do? <laughs> you know, and, and I was, you know, this just this whole conversation makes me think. No, no one has had the balls in Hollywood yet to do a body swap movie, but where it's a white person and a black person to switch bodies. Mm-hmm. Haven't I? I feel like that that's has basically, not. That's trading places, basically. It, it yes. And the, and the, and they actually, I think there is there is a movie where somebody, it's not that they swap bodies, it's that he wakes up as a black man. Oh, uh, that is a little dicky video. Remember that? Oh, yes, it's there that, is a little dicky video. It's that Rob Schneider. It's that Rob Schneider movie, The Hot Nig. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's it. Yes. Have you? Yes. Did you see? She the the, the sequel where he becomes an Asian. <laughs> You go, no, go ahead, Nick. Don't. Go ahead, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> Run it back. It, this well, now, that, the... It's listen. It's like jazz. It's about the the slurs you don't say. <laughs> uh, I heard that that was his pitch for the animal, and they were like, "Rob, you should just make it a literal animal." <laughs> and mm. uh, but uh, I mean, it was the same exact <laughs> script and the same exact. Uh, <laughs> that's how he thinks black people conduct themselves. Yeah. Good God. How about Deuce? How about Deuce Bigelow, male Nigolo? Folks, welcome to the That's show. That's pretty good. Yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> Nick Oldershaw? Nick Oldershaw? <laughs> yeah, Deuce, yes, yes. <laughs> how about Deuce the Right Bigelow? And uh, <laughs> we'll get started here in a minute. It's a, <laughs> it's a, male, it's a male man whore going around to uh, racist pizza shops. <laughs> the owners yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's rob schneider having gay sex with um with, danny aiello, danny aiello. I, I was about to say i was about to say paul dano but it's danny aiello i got him confused how about paul danny aiello and he's like the, the, i'm the joke over the, imagine if it was paul dano turn the speakers off <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of what they did in a There Will Be Blood because I feel like that character is very against type for Paul Dano. Yes, well, like he, that seems like okay. that'd be more of like a. You know that the, he had to prepare for that role in like two days. There will right. be blood because yeah. he, he, he was supposed to play. The he brother. was just supposed to play. Uh, they weren't supposed to be twin brothers. He was just supposed to play the guy who tells Daniel about the oil, and then the guy who was supposed. And funnily enough. And that character was named Paul. And the original guy who played Eli, I think his real name, everybody had their own names. And the guy who was originally playing Eli got fired. And Paul Dano took over the role. And I don't think that guy has been in movies since then. I think it kind of like shook him away from wow. like working in the industry. That's a funny way to describe movies, though. Everybody had their own names. It's like, yeah, I think every character has their own name. 
No, 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 but everybody, no, but like Paul, Daniel, Eli, they all like their characters had. Oh, you mean uh, they had the actors' names? They had the actors' names. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Oh, wow. I thought you were oh, like, wow. each character had a name. It's like, yes, you know, that happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So Paul Thomas Anderson wrote it like you write a sketch in like, <laughs> like in UCB, like, all right, Robbie says this, Dalton says this. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Um, I was Nick and I were talking about the Jim Downey episode of uh, Conan, the podcast, and Jim Downey isn't there. Will be blood because Paul Thomas Anderson like loves him, and I think I, I forgot what this. Did you get to that part yet, Nick? Uh, no. But, you know, I only listened to the eleven minute clip where they were talking about um, Norm, and then it flipped over to a different episode. Okay. Well, if I recall. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson offered him a role in The Ruby Blood, and I think Jim Downey thought he was, like, with him because he's not an actor. And, like, Robert Smigel, I guess, like, had to, like, knock on his door and be like, hey, why are you blowing off Paul Thomas Anderson? <laughs> like, he had to, like, he, like, call, he's like, I, I, I might be the story, but it's something like that, where he, like, almost wasn't in it because he just thought it was, like, a, a bit. That's right. so funny. Yeah, like, and I think the same thing, like, um, Paul F. Tompkins is in it. Paul F. Tompkins has like two lines. He's the guy who runs out saying, Mr. Plainview, Mr. Plainview, come yeah, back. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love I'm so glad that Daniel Day Lewis like screamed in his face. That's so nice to imagine. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude. His bow tie spun around. <laughs> and, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His cigar exploded and his bow tie spun around. <laughs> about movies and he said steve zissou the life of the uh, wes anderson movie and just in my head over and over i kept going in dalton voice steve zissou <laughs> I, I, I don't know why he just steve zissou goofy yeah man um uh, yeah, so I wanted to kind of ask you because you know what I was just personally wondering what is the what is the scene like when it comes to uh, the clubs there like yeah yeah, uh, yeah. What like what about them specifically? Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So what I'm asking really is like, all right. So like, in I'm just gonna tell you. So like in Detroit, right? There's like a whole. There's like maybe 50, 80 different clubs. A bunch of comedy clubs oh. specifically for clubs. Yeah, yeah. Picture it like that. And then picture like they're all like twenty seven to forty minutes from each other, right? Whoa. Okay. Okay. Maybe only ten collectively downtown are actually next to each other. Gotcha. Okay. House of Comedy, uh, you know, Fox Theater, Little Caesars Arena, stuff like that. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I so here, like, there's comedy podcasts that spin off of comedians that mm -hmm. do their stand up, right? Right. Like, um, they do stand up, and then they have their little friends, and then they make a little podcast or whatever. Mm -hmm. And for me, for me personally, it was the other way around. I got into podcasting, the digital comedy skit stuff, improv stuff first. Right. Yeah. And, th and then I and then, you know, I was like, well, I can try, I guess, a minute. Right. And then, and then just kept rolling from there. Yeah, I know. You know, I've never done comedy in Detroit. Is it like is it uh, is it a good seat? Like, do you guys have good sh are the shows good or, or and like our audiences good or do people go out to see stuff? Well, here's here's the biggest thing, right? Like, what do I have to compare it to? I think they're right. good. They're they're good for mm -hmm. mics. So like um, like I said, there's like 80 different clubs. Uh, you, you can hit an open mic every single night. Punishment? Like not just take your phone away. I mean, like, real, go over there for a long time. Do we have that? 
Go in your mother's room and don't come out. You still? How old are your children? Oh, school teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all Y'all niggas are the heroes. Y'all the first responders. For real. Y'all the first responders. Emergency. Children are a catastrophic emergency. Seniors in high school? How many of them come in there smell like weed? All of them are half. Depends on the day. These niggas getting high as Anybody else a teacher? First responder? You? Well, yeah. How, what, what grade you teach? High school and adult ed. High school and adult Young, stupid, and old, stupid. <laughs> Damn. Anybody ever taught elementary? Like little kids, like third, fourth, fifth, sixth, anybody? Or middle school? You taught them too? On your way up? And I bet you the adult kids is worse than the little kids, ain't they? The seniors worse than the little sixth grade? Like in my phone? I have oh, open mics all through my, like, set. You know what I mean? But, like, to actually drive to every single one and all that, eh. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, that's all you need. Um, That's cool, man. Yeah. Uh, Is that that? Is there the House of Comedy there, I've heard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. House of Comedy. Okay. I, heard that's a good, I heard that's a good spot. Uh, Yeah, so to answer your question, though, yeah, what is great about New York is there's just so many different kinds of shows, and then there's a lot of places to do stand If you want to do stand-up, you can. I mean... It might be open mics, but there's just so many, there's just so much comedy going on everywhere. During and after the pandemic, before the pandemic, there was a lot more, but I think it's like kind of getting back to where it was. What I'm asking you though is like, <clears throat> so like Gas Digital, right? Oh, yeah. Does ga did Gas Digital, when you went to a comedy club, did you hear about them or what, did they emerge from the comedy club? Yeah. Um, so I was like kind of familiar with them even before I moved just because I was like, I was like really into uh, like I, I like listen to like town and they would talk about gas digital a lot. And so that, that's how I kind of like got to know all that stuff. Um, I would say they are kind of a presence in the scene, but they're they kind of like when I got here, like I, I actually hung out at the creek in the cave like a lot. Oh, you know what? Also, before I moved here. I did a roast battle in LA that Big J judged and Christine, it was back when Skankfest like was more about like the email, like the email submissions. And she told me she recognized me from a submission and thought I was super funny and even showed Big J my stand up. And Big J judged a roast battle and thought I was super funny. So then I visited New York and he kind of took me around everywhere. And so that was kind of how I got to like, that was like kind of my first introduction to those guys. So I kind of had a good like uh, foot in. And also I did a lot of the roast battles. And at the time, Lewis ran Roast Masters, which was a big show. And I got and they kind of like gave him a heads up that I was good and to book me for that. And I and I had a, a good appearance. And then I hung out. Yeah, I guess there was a lot. There's a lot of crossover with like the gas digital stuff and especially the stuff I did when I first got to New York, because I hung out at the creek in the cave like all the time. And that's, of course, like where Legion of Skanks did their thing. And uh, yeah, and they and then. They did the New York Skank Fest, which I got into, and I did Relapse Podcast a couple times. Um, yeah, I think it was, just, yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of like a bunch of things that kind of like got me on their radar. And yeah, they do, they used to have, I think, a bigger presence in the local scene. Like, I don't see them, I don't see those guys as uh, like around as much, like just doing stand up. Uh, cause they used to be like very synonymous with like the Creek in the Cave and like Roast Masters. Um, but now I think it's like they kind of are more just at the stand.
and then the stand kind of like that crew all kind of like is like the the feeder into gas digital stuff and what is the stand the stand is a comedy club it's in union square i'd say it's like one of the biggest ones in the city if not number two to uh the comedy cellar okay and the comedy cellar would be the number one yeah for sure all right so that does make sense so um what i found interesting though in the beginning of that you submitted in the beginning correct so you yep. saw some type of comedy submission and then you took the initiative to do it yeah i think i was familiar with it just because of uh honestly i think it might it might have well everyone i think knew about Skankfest. oh because it was like all this online drama between lewis and Corey spencer i remember and i knew i knew Corey from san francisco but also everyone knew that in san francisco well, Corey was a San Francisco comedian and I was like friendly with her. And I was like, and then there was like this little, like, I don't know. Do you remember this? It was like, uh, she started a show. Skank Fest started because she started a festival that only women could apply. Uh, no, it was like men had to pay more for their submission fee to submit for the festival. What a and con. Lewis was like, I'll start a festival where no one actually has to pay to submit. And that was Skank Fest. It was <laughs> Skank Fest started as like a troll basically on Corey Spencer um and then he did it and he pulled it off and it got a lot of buzz uh and then like come town was like huge at the time and they did they they did a bunch of skank fest stuff too and i think that kind of like raised their awareness a lot more and then you know then lewis got more successful in his own right and all those guys then that whole thing kind of like you know and then shane got bigger and kind of all that stuff and uh yeah so it's funny how much it, it kind of it kind of grew and blew up very quickly but the first one i remember the whole thing was anyone can submit for free and i submitted and they actually watched it and thought i was funny but i didn't get in to skanks is that what it's for to be in skanks no to it's skank fest the first skank fest oh you didn't get into the first one no but they but christine watched it and showed big j and that was kind of like my intro into the world i would say that's like that that was like the first thing i did that kind of got them aware of me fire yeah man it's funny because like you know watching that whole thing from afar like i know that it's uh it's quite old or whatever but mm -hmm. like if you look at like gas digital and their revenue stream like mm -hmm. online if you look at it like their actual high amounts of revenues they didn't they didn't really make no no money at all until like the last three years yeah. so like mm -hmm. the the revenue stream was 10 million dollars right how do you find this? How do I find this information? Yeah. Online. Oh, it's online? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, cool. everything's online. Anyways, so, uh, I mean, I, I'll tell you how I got queued off to it. There is a uh, interview with uh, the big, you know, the giant uh, Ralph, the ugly-ass Jew guy? The, <laughs> yeah, Ralph. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, Ralph. Hey, we got a... Uh, <laughs> we got... Uh, <laughs> We got Violent Jay from Insane Clown Posse. He's going to uh, pop in and do a, a minute of stand-up on SDR. Dude, today we're going to... All right, guys, we got the bassist from uh, White Snake coming in today. Everyone, we're going to need all hands from <laughs> back. Yes, yes. White Snake is too mainstream. Make it more obscure, because that's what it is. It's some yeah, I need to never heard more, of. hate, like, metal bands. Garbage, dude. I'm like, oh, bring in the porn whores. Yeah. <laughs> all right but um yeah, yeah yeah so he was doing a interview with mark cuban right so mark uh, we, cuban, we got the drummer from rat coming in today <laughs> we got the drummer from rat coming in the manager of gore we got, the, <laughs> we got tommy lee's brother coming in today everybody <laughs> tony lee oh tommy my lee. god tommy lee. um but 
you know, he's talking with he's talking with Mark because Mark's like um appraising his business on like how much it could be worth over the next five to ten years. So he's breaking it down a little bit and they cut certain stuff out, like uh the original jump that they had mm. and stuff or whatever. But I took that revenue stream mm-hmm. and then I cross-referenced it with the amount of views that all the gas digital collective gets right right to see how much of their money is coming in through views how much of their money is possibly coming in through advertising i guess my question is how do you live in new york doing what you're doing and you're not doing this how do you how do you make money as the little guy oh still have to have day jobs and stuff basically Um, i don't make i don't make a living off comedy yet i hopefully someday okay and when we say a living, do you have you? All right. So, like, let me give you an example. I got booked in Grand Rapids to do a 15 minute, uh, 15 minutes, 145 yeah. bucks, bro. Fastest money ever made in my life. Right. Um, so, like, uh, do you, you got, do you have any, but that's nothing. I'm, bro, I'm still poor. Super right. Poor. Sure. No, that's right. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? I'm yeah, saying yeah. still poverty. Yeah, do you do you have any of those things occurring or is it just full like you're grinding in New York, dude? Yeah, I think it's a little easier if you're not in New York. More paid stuff kind of comes a little easier outside here. Here, there's yeah, there's not too much uh, paid stuff. Like even even the big dogs, uh, you know, have to leave New York to make money. Honestly, like you know, uh, I think I think the seller pays like fifty bucks a set or something, which is pretty good. But uh, you know, I think the clubs pay fine, but I think you really do need to like be touring if you want to make a living or uh you know yeah i I, yeah i think so because i have friends who are like rich off comedy who you might not even know but uh but yeah i think they mostly make their money from like touring or opening for bigger comics shout them the out dog if if i don't know him let let the world know (laughs) Uh, like i think maddie smith makes a lot of money i know Uh, maddie smith maddie smith dog Yeah, she's great. Um, little flat booty redhead girl, gorgeous. <laughs> Couple of Maddie pancakes. Maddie. Uh, yeah, she. Yeah, I think she makes a, a good living off that. Um, I'm not super tuned, but I but I assume like that kind of level, all are are doing doing pretty good. Um, so yeah, it's funny. It seems close, but also kind of far. If that makes sense, like it's close because I I know a lot of people personally who are making a good living, but uh, I you know it can be like a little hard for me to like see how to make that leap to that right and i find i just i find that the interesting piece of the puzzle i guess and also i notice y'all don't ever be talking about this right like me i i can't help it i like i turn my podcast on and i gotta about my day job or how i just got fired from canvassing like i wish i had the restraint to be like i gotta i gotta i gotta take this job at burger king and this <laughs> oh, but I, I don't. But I, I do I, notice. You don't have to work at Burger King. <laughs> that makes you count your count your blessings. Right, right, yeah, right. I think it's because everyone's insecure about their status here, and I think everyone's kind of like trying to like act like they're already a big comedian, so they don't talk about their day jobs that much. Especially in New York, I think they're like, you don't want to like look like uh, an open micer or whatever. But kind of, I, bro. 
I know. I look. I I'm open about it, uh, but <laughs> I'm also not <laughs> farther along. <laughs> right. So what are you gonna do? Also, and then like, there's a degree to me too, because like, um, for me, it's like, it's funny to talk about, and, and I know for a fact that the majority of my listeners are middle class, right? So it's actually lower class now. They are going to relate to my struggle. Yeah, yeah. It makes people it, it will make people root for you. And I think if you're open and honest and vulnerable, the right people will like you. I think it's just comics that all that stuff. I'm not talking about your day job and stuff. That's for the other comics just to be like, oh, maybe that guy has something going on, you know, because unfortunately, a part about like ladder climbing is you have to kind of like act as if you're doing well or I don't know. I'm I'm not good at it, but I this is what people tell me they like kind of just like manifest being a bigger, they just act like they're a bigger comic or they're a famous comic. And then it, then it, then it works out for them or it, you know, convinces people who don't know too much better. No, so, I, I agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. There, you have to have a piece of like um delusion in this yeah. game. You yeah. have to, you have I can to. use a little more delusion. I think I'm too like, that's why Dalton and I were kind of a good pair. Cause he was too delusional. <laughs> <laughs> I was too critical or too uh, pessimistic. So it was again, it, it was a good balancing act. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I've only seen one podcast with you guys interacting with each other. I mean, yeah, like I said, he just seems like a cartoon character. And then you got the bits. Maybe it's different, but I do know this. Yeah. I know that the young guns, when it comes to figs, bro. Yeah. That's what that like. So I, I love, I love figs but yeah. figs is hype man figs is little john in the east side yeah boys, yeah, yeah yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so uh like your your super you're like you and uh brendan sagalo are like two of the most talented comedians from like the detroit viewing of whatever you guys are right. we just call it to us like you're all uh gas digital you know right. what I mean? Like that's really like the umbrella. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Even gotcha. though I know you're not, or whatever. No, no. I mean that makes sense. Like, cause like I think most of my fans are kind of from that world. So, and you know, and there's like little. Yeah, I think everyone is like, oh, he's just like in the universe of the world. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm a, yeah, I'm just a, a, a part of it a little bit. And yeah, no, I know what you mean. Cause it, it's funny. Cause I think Sagalo also doesn't like. I don't think Sagalo would be like, yeah, I'm like a gas digital guy, but I think because he's on those shows a lot and in the universe, you know, if you don't live in New York and you're not attuned to what everyone's doing, that's what you're, yeah, oh yeah, he's one of the gas guys for sure. I was, uh, um, oh, go I on. like Sagalo too, by the way. I just saw him the other day at New York Comedy Club. Who? Oh, uh, Sag? Yeah. Yeah, dude. He, he, came to, he came to Detroit one time, bro, and ate shit. All time, bro. It was so, but listen, it it wasn't his fault at all. It wasn't. Um, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I don't remember what his material was supposed to be about, but there was like these two pretty girls, right, black and white, and vanilla and chocolate sitting over there. These was talking full conversationally. You know what I mean? So the whole, I I don't know what he did. I don't know how long he was. I think he was up there for like 40 minutes. The he was the headliner of this little thing or whatever, right? Um. All he did was just like try to get them to shut up. You know what I mean? Wow, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's, that's tough. <laughs> like yeah, that's that. a tough one. Yeah, I don't. I, I hate those hecklers that like just yeah, I won't stop. I loved it though because he like looked at he like made. He's like, do you guys, you guys? He's like, you guys want to hear? 
here these girls keep talking yeah. and made the eye contact with me and i just gave them nothing you know yeah just oh, full no. smile and didn't give them a thing right yeah like continue oh <laughs> <laughs> right. no, brandon yeah sometimes you, you gotta sweat up there but um so when it comes to like the the metrics like do you do you follow like your your views all right so like um I I pitch my podcast to companies for sponsorships, right? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. So so I'm real versed in my metrics. Like I know that I average 4,000 to 10,000 viewers every week. I know like the lows, the highs. I know my viewers are predominantly men 17 to 32. Um I know that they I know that they're heavy beer drinkers, they're college students like do yeah. you Go ahead. Tell me, tell me, talk to me, talk to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, no, I gotta, I gotta, I used to be way more about that. Um, I haven't, I, I kind of just like check it once in a while, but I could be more, uh, more like one, I would say like once every couple of weeks I, I check it. I couldn't, I mean, I think it did. I think it's probably, I think what I saw is it's, it's all men about my age, <laughs> which makes sense. But, uh, yeah but yeah i don't know about yeah uh, pitching i haven't i don't really pitch to too many advertisers and uh yeah i have no idea if they're beer drinkers or not that's pretty interesting right right I, oh i'm not yeah i i don't think your people are going to be exactly like my people or whatever yeah but for me personally that was great because males from 17 to 31 are like the highest demographic of spenders yeah yeah so it, it makes it really really profitable to have that yeah for sure um that's why that's yeah everyone's a lot of that's why they're like a coveted demographic yes but like what i want to ask you really is like how do you do you do you plan on like i don't know here's my thing bro i think i'm around the same age as you right yeah right so i'm i I do comedy i'm a comedian i'm a loser brother yeah. I'm a god, you know, to my to my mom and to, to everyone majority around you, right? You're you're a creative. I'm a creative. Yeah. So there's this like there's this mad drive inside of me because time's ticking, like, yeah, I, I have to make money off this. I yeah. have to. Right. And, and I kind of just wonder. Actually, I wonder all the time when I'm listening to you. I love you. I literally listen to your thanks. show all the time. Like, yeah, uh, thanks, man. What's the move? And I just think if I was in New York. I my bills would be higher. I'd yeah. be crazier, and I'd be like on figure it out. Man, I don't know. I had a plan. I don't know. I've been kind of just like I kind of got like hit with a lot of setbacks this year. So talk I, about it. Tell me about it, brother. Preach. Well, Evan Essence over yonder, wonderfully playing with each other, handling business rudimentary things happening at a tremendous level monetary confinement mortatorium these are all just a few things that are tied in to your mental health and when you're dealing with your mental health make sure that you choose BetterHealth-Therapy.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. BetterHealth-Therapy.com is one of the most trusted 
online therapy agencies to date. Fantastic work. Let me tell you a little something. When you go to betterhealth-therapy.com, not only is it going to change your life, you got to make sure that you use the Randy Savagery Show QRL code. And that's provided down below in the description. Well, yeah, Figs kind of like left the show and that like kind of like... And then, like, right after that, like, my girlfriend broke up with me, and then I lost, or no, I lost my job, and then my girlfriend broke up with me. So I kind of, like, went through pretty serious depression for a few months, and I was actually kind of reluctant to even start a podcast again. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm glad I did. It's kind of cool to, like, I feel like I have momentum again. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of just, like, and so then, but then the whole gas thing happened, and I had to, like, find a new studio, and we were still just kind of, like, getting down, like, I think now we're finally on a regular schedule, but it took a while. So right now, I think I'm just trying to like get momentum and just kind of remind the audience who I am. And then, but yeah, as far as making money, I don't know, man, this is what kind of like uh, gets me a little down is just like, I don't really see the path right now. Like, I don't really know, like just try to like get my social media up, I guess. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know. This is what kind of like, yeah, I just don't, uh, I don't want to like whine about comedy too much because it's like boo you're chose to do this thing or whatever it's like oh i'm an artist or whatever but you know so yeah I, I don't know man if you have any tips tell me because i could really use like uh some help uh just like figuring out like you know what what's even gonna what's going on well what i will do is how to make money i don't know how to like make it anymore it's just like okay I don't really see, you know, I have a good solid following, but am I going to, I don't think a lot of podcasts have like popped off in a while like that. And, you know, as far as standup goes, there's just so many comics. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm getting a little, uh, you know, bummed out about it. I just, I just don't really yeah. see, I don't really see too much of a, uh, I, I, I like, I, I don't even know how people make money doing standup anymore. And nonetheless, I don't really see a lane from, I'm like, what is my lane in comedy? I don't I don't know. I like this, though. The dark side. Come, succumb to it. It's okay to be sad, bro. And it's okay. And uh, you say you don't like to be crybaby about whoever has something to say about them, bro. All that. Say yeah. whatever you want to say, bro. No. Yeah. And for real, like I said, I will tell you those things off mic. Because right. no one else talks about it, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Un momento. Yeah, no one else talks about it, so I'm not talking about it. But I'll tell, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, you know what I mean. But, um, I guess, I guess my biggest question for you after that is, what did you think you were gonna make money on comedy in the beginning? Before uh, I started, I thought I was gonna get, get on TV, like get on SNL or something. Um, oh, so why is that not your uh path anymore? I guess, like, let me give you an example, right? Yeah. I, so I, I don't. I don't particularly want to be on SNL. I'd like to be on SNL. I yeah. think it'd be cool to be on Mad TV if it even exists uh, yeah. anymore. But it's nostalgically better to me, right? Yeah. But um, so like I'm in like the nine nine, bro. Like I take nine nine acting courses because it's basically like a cult, right? It's a little community of, of people that think they're pretty and they want to be in movies. But right. what it does is that it it gives me hundreds and hundreds of emails. So like I'll be in one of those meetings, right? 
And people will be like, oh, I don't know. Or where do I go to do this? Where do I go to do that? And I'll leave it in the chat. I'll say, yo, 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 stop interrupting the instructor. Guys, here's my email. Email me. I'll give you the blah, blah, blah. So, you know, picture 50, 30 people at minimum. They email me. I don't even know what it is that they wanted, brother. But now Mm. I got their email. And now they get the Randy Savage show. You see what I'm saying? Like, these are pivots that I, um, as I stalk Gas Digital's digital footprint, right? Right. Because, uh, what's his name? Ralph. So, Ralph, Ralph will, Ralph won't talk to me. You know what I mean? He, I know he knows me. He acknowledges me. He'll see me talk and blah, 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 whatever. But he won't give me any of the goods. So I have to just get the goods because they're all there. Every view, every comment, every single thing is either reflective of a real human, a bot, a paid service, um, mm-hmm. a bump t- tied to a different podcast. They all have funnels. Right. Every single one of them have website funnels. And um, it's funny because I hate Ralph a little bit in my heart for this. Right. But then right. also, also, I kind of love that because I feel like I have to learn it. Like right. if yeah. he would have just told me stuff, then right. I wouldn't be able to just look at someone's channel. Yeah. And it's also like. I don't, it's like your, your path, I think is going to be much different than Ralph's too. So you might as well just learn it yourself. But yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's why I try to like, get to, you know, I'm sorry to get back to you, but yeah, that's like, that's why I try to like respond. You got to back to me. He's here right now. What is he talking about? Yeah. 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 See, that's yeah. But fuck, that's, man. but I also, yeah, but I also don't run a business. <laughs> so maybe it's part of his uh, strategy, <laughs> but not getting back. Oh, to that's you. true. That's true. Uh, but I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're uh, you're uh, you're more of a hustler than me, and you uh, are. Uh, yeah, you could probably give me some good tips on all that stuff. So, yeah, I wish I don't. I wish I had more of that instinct. Like you seem to have it. If I had like a little bit more of that, because I just I don't know. Yeah, that's I like that you like finding trying to find solutions. I'm just kind of just like, yeah. I, I'm gonna try and be more a little bit more like that. Yeah, that's fine. And if you don't be more like that, just hang out with people like me, whatever. Who cares? You know, yeah, what I mean? it's go. all about yeah. how you move and shake. But your, what I'm trying work, to say is, here's work. the thing, though, like, like, uh, real quick. So, like, it's just that he so you're like the path, right? Mm-hmm. It, my path is different. All our paths are different. But here's the bottom line. There's a specific amount of money that Ralph put into the company. Right. May right. it be a hundred grand. May it be eight million. May it be fifty thousand. But that number was allocated to his media costs, his actual daily functions, his promotions, his marketing, and those things are the recipe, right? Right. To create a successful podcast network. And the thing is, hi everybody listening to the thing is, I'm Shannon, thanks for coming back to join us. Do you like ghosts and ghosts? Do you have fights and fights and do you have bad days days? Do you like ghosts and ghosts? Oh, the thing is, oh, oh, the thing is, oh, oh, the thing is, oh, oh. Is that that is your path, my path, Joe Rogan's path. No one's path is different. The digital diaspora is the same path for every single person, right? I, I, I'm being 100% honest. Like, what me and you just did right here, this yeah. is this is no different 
than the Joe Rogan version or the are you garbage? Yeah, like yeah. if you're a cheese ball, if you're a corn ball, you're all, or if you're super philosophical and you're you're a steroid head, a uh, hundred millionaire, hmm. bro, you make money from advertisers. Right. You make money off of ticket sales. Right. Yeah. That's it. In the seats and companies monthly paying you for you to go, uh, yo, Kratom, yo, Delta, but um, they slip up a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Uh, especially Lewis. Lewis gives tea out all the time on accident, just trying to make little funny jokes. He'd be like, uh, he's like, uh, anybody who sends me $2,600, I'll promote him. So, boom, right there. Just give me free tickets to uh, some 41. I'll I'll promote you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when he drops those numbers, I know that's a number because it's a number off the top of his head. It's a real number, or at least in the range, that an actual sponsor is paying. May that be his marquee sponsor? I doubt it because they're probably paying the most money. Or may it be like Waterboy or whatever? That's probably the low end because the the value in in, uh, sponsorships, like, even even people like Gas Digital and stuff, I, they they mix stuff up. They'll say stuff like, um, "This is an ad, and this is a sponsorship." Those are two totally separate things. Ooh, okay. What what Tim Dillon does, that's a sponsorship. Yeah. I was a child, and I was eating a breakfast cereal, and it had lots of sugar in it. I forget which one it was, but it was colorful, sugary, and it made me feel like I was the king of the world. You know, mm-hmm. I was eating that cereal. In my house. And uh, I was a victim of a brutal home invasion. Did you know this? I've never heard of this. Did I I tell you about this home invasion? Mm -hmm. There's a brutal home invasion. And (laughs) I don't know why you're laughing. It's it's very traumatic for me. (laughs) Now, the men came in. The men were, they were, uh, they were masked. They had masks on and not COVID masks ski masks and they came in and they had guns and I was very scared but not that scared and they grabbed my mother by the hair and they put a gun in her mouth and I and that would have upset me more but she was being very nasty that morning she was being very rude very nasty and there was something about kind of seeing that I was still scared, but I was less. I was kind of like, you know, it's good that everybody gets a little comeuppance, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. And then I, they hit my father with a, with the butt of the gun in the back of his head, and he fell down. And then they looked at me, and I looked at them, and I was just frozen, and they said, keep eating that cereal. They said, that's some good shit. I said, thank you. And I said, are you going to kill my parents? They said, no, no. What's wrong with you? We're just robbing the house. I'm like, well, you might as well well get rid of them, right? They said, no. And they left. And my parents woke up, you know, and we went on about our lives. But I remember sitting there eating that cereal and having them point at me and going, you keep eating that cereal, king. They said, you're a king. I was like, that's right. I wanted to recreate that feeling, that great feeling of watching my parents <laughs> get attacked while I ate a sugary cereal. So what I do is I go to magicspoon.com slash Tim Dillon because Magic Spoon is so healthy. It has zero sugar, 11 grams of protein, 
and only three net carbs in each serving. There are four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, blueberry. It tastes amazing. Honestly, too good to be true. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, GMO-free. You know? I love the fruity flavor. It tastes like Fruit Loops. So if you go to magicspoon.com slash Tim Dillon to grab a variety pack and try it today, be sure to use promo code Tim Dillon at checkout to get free shipping. Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it, for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. But everybody likes it. Mm -hmm. Everybody likes Magic Spoon. We have it all over the place. We eat it. Mm -hmm. And I like it because it reminds me of my childhood and the great memories. The great memories. I remember that. My mother was like, you, you better do better in school. And then the door opened up and they just gun right in her mouth. And I just kind of looked at her like, what were you saying? <laughs> what were you saying about school? What were you saying about school? And my father comes in, what's going on? Right to the ground. And I, uh, I, I appreciate those men because those men recognized in me, they saw something in me. They saw potential. They saw a leader. And they said, this guy should just eat his cereal. So they pounded me out. They're like, King, it's back when you could pound. You didn't have to do that dumb elbow shit because of COVID. They pounded me out. Magic. If you've yeah. ever seen how organically he puts his ads in, you uh, you forget. You, you, you're like, is this an ad? For yeah. Five minutes. Tim. Yeah. It's funny that, uh, every, you know, Lewis brands himself as kind of a bit like he's the businessman. I think Tim's the real good businessman. He knows how to make a lot of money. I like you cannot take that away from him. The man knows how to make money. Yeah, Tim, uh, he owns the intellectual property to his likeness and speech. I tried to have uh, chat oh. GTP write me a tweet in his cadence, but my like my actual like joke, it wouldn't allow it. And Whoa, I said, why? I said, crazy. why? It said he owns the intellectual property to it. I was like, no way. Dogs on the ball. You know what I mean? On the ball. Yeah, that's that's very true. The biggest thing, though, here, Robbie, is that this has been fantastic. Go ahead and plug your dates or plug anything that you got for him, because we only got two minutes and 46 seconds left. Yeah, and I'll talk to you after, bro. You're you're super, super funny. Like oh, thanks, hustlers yeah. and funny, funny guys. We link. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I, I hope I wasn't too depressing here. I, sorry, <laughs> I just woke up like an hour ago. So I'm like, the, what? The? You were, you were a sad, sad. Oh, sorry, man. <laughs> no, I, I just have those days. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. What about Rob podcast? Um, I'm in the roast battle tournament at New York Comedy Club. I think the next one's on the 29th. Uh, I'll be at QED on the 25th. And uh, yeah, follow me on social media. Because uh, that's usually where I post like spots around New York and stuff. Uh, no road dates right now, but I might set something up like in the spring or summer. So yeah, keep a look out for all that. All right, Rob, we end this the same way every time. I want you to look into the camera and I want you to say a phrase or just one word that will last on this forever. By the way, we don't do this all the time. I just stole it from Santino. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. A word or phrase that will last on this spot. All right, here we go. This was an original thought that my my mom actually told me when I was a kid. Uh, she she said, uh, "Robbie, uh, you ever you ever robbed someone for sweatpants money? Uh, if so, then you're garbage." 
<laughs> your mom sounds fat. Fat, 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 yeah. baby. You ever, hey, Rabbi, you know you're my son, but you ever, uh, you ever steal the sauce from a barbecue? <laughs> All right. Cut it. That's it. That's a wrap, baby. All right. Thank you, brother. All right.